Now, it's time for Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf, the number one relationship advice radio show in the U.S. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ask Dr. Love. I'm Dr. Jamie Turndorf, and the Ask Dr. Love show is the number one relationship advice show in America, and we're now syndicated in five of the top 10 U.S. radio markets, reaching 40 million listeners in New York, Chicago, San Francisco, Atlanta, and Boston. Visit AskDrLove.com and go to the upcoming Ask Dr. Love show page to find your local station's call letters and airtimes. And of course, all stations stream online and through all the streaming apps. And the show is also available worldwide on iHeartRadio. We also uh, air through a podcast online through Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, reaching many more millions in over 200 countries. And the Ask Dr. Love show also goes out on Binge Networks TV. And if you missed the live show, don't worry. All show recordings are archived on AskDrLove.com. Now, before we get to today's show, I have a quick, exciting offer for you. My syndicator has put together an amazing advertising package where you can promote your business, product, or service to my 40 million U.S. radio listeners and the podcast and binge audiences at an unbelievable low rate. You can use the contact button at AskDrLove.com to reach out to me and request the national advertising package. Ad spots are obviously limited, and this opportunity is being offered on a first-come, first-served basis. Okay. Now, today, we're going in the ring once again, and we're following up with Oscar and Tim, two guys who appeared on the show two weeks ago for the show, How to Connect When You Don't See Eye to Eye. And we're specifically talking about how to stay connected with the people you love, how to not rupture your relationships with the people you love when you're trapped in value conflicts. Value conflicts occur when you don't see eye to eye, when you clash around sexual, monetary, religious, political, or any other values. And we didn't have sufficient time to dive into the conflict between Oscar and Tim. So they're back today for further discussion. Welcome back, Oscar and Tim. Hi, guys. Hi, Hello. Dr. Grundorf. Hi. Hi, Hi Tim. Hi, Oscar. Good to be back with you. It's great to be back here. Yeah. How have you been? I've been good. How have you been? I'm pleased to hear that. Yes, I'm <laughs> actually pretty good. I'm excited about our chat here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very curious about your uh, your excitement. What that's uh, based on? Where you where you're coming from? What's going on? Yeah, well, I mean, I like like Dr. Turndorf said that we're you know this is a really important discussion to have because it's affecting a lot of people, and um, I do believe that people want a way out, a way through, even despite their differences. You know. Yeah, I think it's tearing people apart, uh, people who really are um, supposed to be in each other's hearts, you know, in some way, I suppose. And uh, But I, I do feel that I'm in your heart, and I do feel, I hope that you know that you're in my heart, even though we're sort of like 180 degrees out of phase. Oh, definitely, definitely. You know? I, I think the thing that always occurs to me is, 
politics and beliefs and philosophies is, is all very important. But the thing that makes us fundamentally human really are the things that are so intimate, uh, like love and family and friends and relationships and the things that are really the heart of life. So, you know, without those things, in my opinion, none of the other stuff really matters. Well said. Well said, Tim, as usual. Uh, uh, yeah. That's well really said. beautiful. I, really beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, that's the thing. When when you keep your eye on the ball, right, the ball, the heart ball, right, then you realize anything you say and do has to be focused on sustaining the heart connection with the people that you're you're in love with, you know, friends, family, anybody you're intimate with, that you do not want to get into some kind of intellectual dispute, win that battle or try to win that battle and lose the relationship. Our relationships are everything. They're, they're what ground us in this sea of chaos. So, you know, I often say to you guys, don't talk about the thing, the thing being the overt area <laughs> of dis discord, right? Don't talk right. about the thing. Talk about your feelings around the thing. You know, I, it's like I'm using this as an example. Let's say someone is running for office and his life partner or spouse doesn't share his or her political beliefs. How do you deal with it? Well, you sort of agree to disagree and you just don't talk about these topics where you are in discord. You're never going to succeed in changing someone else's beliefs, values, philosophies, and you don't want to try. Those, those values make up the core of an individual, and we don't have the right to say your values are right and mine are wrong or vice versa. You just don't have the right. So how can you two build a bridge to each other where you become more emotionally aware of how each other is feeling without going into the thing and contending on the actual value difference. You understand what I'm asking, right? Sure, sure. Um, yes. And, but I have, um, I guess I, I have issues of, uh, about that sometimes, uh, uh, not speaking up about uh, certain things that, uh, that um, are connected to the way I was brought up. Uh, Maybe maybe you, Tim, uh, share those that kind of experience. Um, I mean, that's where we can connect on it. Like for me, uh, my family is Jewish, right? Uh, very secular, but also we're, we're all Jews. So for me, um, you know, if I'm watching uh, the news, um, there's a little concern about not speaking up about things. Is a not why am I saying a little concerned? I, I'm concerned about not speaking up, not speaking out when I see uh, something happening um, in society that, uh, that feels like it's similar to what I was warned about on every Passover when my grandparents, uncles, aunts um, showed me the tattoos on their arms and, uh, you know, I mean, year after year telling me the same thing. Yeah, you think it can't happen here, but it could. So, you know, it's, I, I do use restraint. I do use restraint and, and like, just like you and Tim are saying, you know, I try to connect as a, an, as a person, but I still have one foot in this other area where it bothers me to not speak up sometimes. I, I really have to restrain myself and I do because um, 
one thing, Tim, is is a, a way I can avoid being close to you, you know, as a person in my life, and you are in my life. A way I can do that is to start talking about the thing. If I start talking about the thing, it's a it 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 gives me the relief of not being that intimate with you. It you know, it's a way of circumventing my relationship with you as a person. And uh, I feel like I have to have a foot in both camps. I feel like, yes, I need to stay close to you, Tim, because you're really important to me. You're one of the most sensitive people I've, I, I, I have in my life, a very smart, sensitive, aware person who cares about me, I feel, and, and, and other people around you. You're also a very perceptive person. And then I also have this other part of me that worries about, you know, what's going on in the world. So you know, I can't yeah. just 100% uh, adhere to that. Uh, I can't forget about that side of me. Wasn't that wonderful, Tim? The it way he, he, he held the conflict that he carries, mm -hmm. the feelings of love he has for you, the other part of him that has been raised to be terrified that another Holocaust is coming and you have to speak up in order to save yourself from a roundup, you know, and he's holding all these conflicting thoughts and feelings and describing them in a way that is so relational and connecting to you. Yes. Well, that made me, that was the part that there's a couple things I want to say. One of the things I want to say right immediately was when Oscar was speaking and he was saying how much he cares about me, how much he's connected to me, how much you are connected, Oscar, to me and how much you love me. And all of those things that you said about me are the things that just made my heart soar in that moment. And so that that is that is the beautiful thing uh about what you said and and i and i want to stay in that place um i'll say that and then the 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 second thing was interestingly enough we were talking about beliefs and you know uh politics or you know it could be anything about it could be about the uh the covid vaccination or anything just to bring up a topic you know it could be a lot of times I'll have the belief that if I connect over my agreement about, you know, the 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 vaccination or not the vaccination or anything like that, for example, I believe in my mind that I'm going to connect more intimately with you or somebody else. But that's not necessarily the case. That's just an intellectual concept. So the but thing wait a minute, to be clear, what you're saying, yeah, Tim, Thanks. you're saying that if you in your mind, you tell yourself, if I could actually talk about my my beliefs and my values regarding the vaccine, I would actually be closer to you if I could share all those thoughts and feelings. That's the story. you Right. Tell that's yourself. the story. And that's not necessarily true. I think that's the important oh, thing. I mean, I see. That is that it could be. But it I could connect with somebody on that value political idea with someone. And I do. But do they have the emotional intelligence? Do they have the ability to be able to go to their heart and connect on a on a level that's deeper than just an idea or a concept? Really, as important as it might be, that's right? brilliant. Because I might feel threatened by it. I might feel threatened that you don't agree that you think I should take something that I don't want or whatever or you know on this the time. But if you don't recognize, for example my goodness in my heart or how much I love you and how much I care about you and how much I 
can connect on a deep level with you, then then does that how does that how does that work? Is that work for me? Does it is it so these are the things that honestly I've gone into deeper for myself to find that that's not always just because I agree with something someone on something doesn't necessarily mean that they're someone that I even necessarily want in my life. Yeah, 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 that's true. Not necessarily. Uh but on the other hand, uh I mean, if 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 you now you know, like you and I, Tim, I guess it, people who are listening to this should know that we are both very much in like. <laughs> we're yes. not in love, but we're in like, mm -hmm. and uh, and I do like you tremendously. And uh, you know, well, anyway, I don't want to get into like it sounding patronizing or anything because this is very true to me. Um. And then there's a butt, and the butt is, and, and I think that- Wait a minute, wait a minute, Oscar, you're going to have to hold your butt for a couple of seconds. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in a moment. We're going to take a brief break. We'll be back in a moment. Hi, it's Dr. Jamie Turndorf. Did you know only one stress, one accident, or one illness can trigger PTSD? And did you know that all the stress associated with the pandemic has created what I call the new global PTSD pandemic stress syndrome? And don't be so quick to say, I don't have PTSD, because many conditions like depression, anxiety, pain syndrome, sleep disorders, and sexual dysfunctions are PTSD in disguise. And don't be fooled, even after the pandemic is behind us, your PTSD will not go away by itself. Hope is in sight. In my latest book, If You Think You Don't Have PTSD, Think Again, I share a simple, research-backed, drug-free program for reversing the new global PTSD pandemic stress syndrome, a solution your doctor doesn't likely know about. Read If You Think You Don't Have PTSD, Think Again today and be on the road to recovery right away. If You Think You Don't Have PTSD, Think Again became a number one international bestseller within 24 hours of its publication. Grab your copy on Amazon and find out why you're listening to ask dr love with dr jamie turndorf if you yearn to get along better with your life partner or spouse friends family members and even co-workers dr turndorf's best-selling hay house book kiss your fights goodbye dr love's 10 simple steps to cooling conflict and rekindling your relationship shows you how to turn conflict into connection for a lifetime of lasting love to find out more visit askdrlove.com once again, here's Dr. Turndorf. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Love. I'm Dr. Jamie Turndorf, and I'm talking with Oscar and Tim in how to connect when you don't see eye to eye. And just before the break, I asked Oscar to hold his butt. He had a butt. <laughs> and uh, so, Oscar, can you come back now with your butt intact? Yes, my butt is intact, and thank okay. you. Um, good to be back. So as we were talking about, um, you know, um, how much these uh, non-personal issues uh, matter to, in, our, in our personal relationship. I mean, I'm talking about my personal relationship with you, Tim. And, uh, and I, I'm thinking, you know, uh, what, if I, what if I grew up in, um, I mean, this is hypothetical, but it, it you know, it, it's critical because it's because we're thinking people like um, if I had grown up in the south of uh, the United States in the 1800s um, and my friend wanted to uh, 
give me one of their slaves. Uh, you know, I mean, I would be, would I want to be that person's friend in 2022? I mean, that's, that's a question because the acceptance of certain things um, relates to the character of who that person is. And today in 2022, if a person who is a white supremacist or a segregationist or an anti-Semite or hates gay, gay people, um, you know, could I have as close a relationship with that kind of person as I have with you? Because it has to do with what's in that person's heart. Do, do you see what I mean, Tim? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I do see yeah. what you mean. I don't uh, want to be friends with everybody. I, I really don't. I, I don't really need to be. So, so, with so a, Oscar, what you're saying is that there are some value conflicts that are actual relationship deal breakers. Um, not that they're deal breakers, but uh, that they um, that they give clues to the participants of the relationship as to who they're who they're dealing with them, you know, who they're right. related so, to. Like on an extreme example, like th that Tim doesn't believe in the the vaccine for the coronavirus isn't uh, on the same level as, well, Tim it believes in the values of the Ku Klux Klan. You know, it's like, it, it's a different order of value conflict, right? Uh, yeah, but they're all on the same spectrum. Uh, they're all on the same spectrum of, gee, do I want, is there a place in my life for a person whose uh, um, authentic beliefs, whether they came from their history, like my beliefs came from my history? I'm sure you can identify with that, Tim, because I know a little about mm -hmm. your, your history and that your beliefs come from, from they don't come from, they weren't your invention, you, you were raised in a certain way. Yep. So, you know, isn't that... Um, a marker for you, Tim? I mean, don't we share that in common, that there are people who, like if somebody wanted to be, um, somebody was like really into Kim Jong-il and wanted to do just thing to people in the United States, the stuff that Kim Jong-un Kim Jong -un did. Well, yes, yes and no. I mean, it's interesting because, uh, you know, I can, I, I, there's, I grew up, uh, you know, I've had different, I've gone down different rabbit holes and had different belief systems throughout my life. And I used to vehemently, and I probably still do disagree with my father with a lot of things. Um, and I remember being a young, you know, idealistic 20 something year old, 21, two, three year old, and, and getting so angry with my father, you know, about things. And you know, fast forward to today, whether or not I agree or disagree with him now, I don't know, but I know that I love him. That was one of the great lessons I had was that, oh, I love this person. I'm so angry with him and I so vehemently disagree with him. I'm almost putting him in a category where he's almost my enemy. And then I remember realizing, wow, that is so disconnected from actually myself, first of all, and who he is, because despite whether or not he voted for this person or voted for that or believes in this or believes in that you know at the time i kind of identified as being kind of liberal and lefty when i was at that age and my father represented everything that was conservative and and establishment and i remember that bothering me but yet he is my father 
And he's a good person and he's a patient, loving man and he's got his flaws, but the flaws really don't have to do with his beliefs as much as just deeper emotional scars. So I do think on some level, yes, that's true what you're saying. It can be. Um, I think it's a case by case basis. I think sometimes people's larger beliefs in reality can reflect some kind of deeper dysfunctionality, but that's more personal. But um, I don't have the answers either. I'm, I'm coming at this not from an enlightened perspective. I'm coming at it from a place of in the struggle with it and dealing with it as much as I can. Sometimes, honestly, I just don't talk about certain things with people because I know there's a never the twain shall meet moment. And I just know that that's not, I could try to show some data about this or that or about the vaccine or the virus and it wouldn't matter. And I just kind of take that as a sign from God or whatever you want to say, or the higher being to say that they're, they don't want to look at this, but we can still have a connection. And so I, I meet the relationship on the level that it can be met at. And that's honestly the way that I have, the way that I work. And that's regardless of anything that's going on. Honestly, that's how I've always been, because that's, that's the way we all have to, or I have to be, we all have to be, we all meet each other at the level that we're at. An intimate relationship is another story. You and I can connect, Oscar, because we do connect. And that also seems to be divinely, or it seems to be written in the stars that we're supposed to connect to. So despite our differences. We're star-crossed likers. Yes. <laughs> Star-crossed lighters. You know, I have to say the two of you were kind of meeting with you very far down the line in the work that you've done in being able to connect when you don't see eye to eye, because there were periods where the two of you were very disconnected from each other. And you did a kind of acting out where you would speak, but you were cut off you were disengaged from the other person. So there wasn't that real feeling of I'm with you and I'm present to you with all my thoughts and all my mm -hmm. feelings. You were pulled away from each other. You know what I'm yes. saying? I know what you're saying. So and you, you've evolved. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think that what I, what I'm feeling like uh, with you, Tim, is that, um, is that uh, we, uh, I think we both need a, uh, to have a fence. We both need to have a barrier. And uh, we have erected a barrier between us. And um, when we're on, uh, when, when we're together, there's um, a kind of part where, uh, where uh, our relationship is, uh, is rich and full on, uh, on, on the other side of the barrier but we also and i feel this very much as a gift from you to me is that you leave me space to be my spell myself and that has inspired me to do the same for you to leave you space on your side of the fence <laughs> the fence and uh so that you can be your full self with your with your full voice and feel like i i promote promote you and uh, I can't promote everything that you believe in um, and I can't endorse it, but there's a space where the things of the heart, as you described it so aptly before, um, or, or, you know, uh, that I, I totally res resonate with those things. So it's like, yeah, that's, that's the deal. 
that's that's what we want mm -hmm. and, and and i feel like um if uh, if i if i'm sitting there with somebody who um is like uh you know white supremacist nasty you know nazi kind of a person then it's like uh then there is no space for me to be myself there is no space for me to be myself. The only space for me is that this other person is leaving is one in which I'm a corpse or one in which I've been killed by them or sent to some, you know, gas chamber. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a character marker. It's a character marker. It's not something that we yes. can throw overboard, especially when it's so overt and, um, and threatening and dangerous in my view of course it's only my view that uh, yeah that uh, jews are uh, are in danger from nazis of course that's only my opinion right but it's yeah, not something it, i want to uh it's not something a relationship i want to be in because uh, i'm afraid that uh no space will be left for me to survive right and there's a fear behind that obviously and it's a it's a justified fear from your experience um what i wanted to say to that was just kind of in being with each other give leaving space a lot of times you know i'll if i notice when people disagree they're kind of waiting and they're ambushing for somebody you know they're they're waiting in the bushes and when somebody says something they kind of goad the other person or they drop a little a little bomb or something that incites or um is provocative you know yes. and I, uh, I i make a point of not being provocative actually when i know that i don't agree with somebody and i just want to be in someone's presence because i because i care about them and i love them i make a point of not of of looking at some kind of passive you know in the past when i was younger and more uh willing to be kind of passive aggressive I would make passive aggressive comments or something like this in order to um, kind of try to get my point across. And I noticed that, that those are really destructive. You know, it's like maybe we're agreeing to have a truce to not talk about something, but then I go and violate that truce by saying something like, oh, well, that's going to, you know, that that vaccine is going to kill a bunch of people or something like that. And like, you know, it could really be explosive in that situation where then I'm kind of like, breaking our truce to not talk about something you know and these are like yeah. the little character flaw i don't want to say character flaws but that's an example of something that's very personal and intimate to someone's behavior and the way that they operate in the world it's not to do with their belief about some larger concept or philosophy or politic it's, it's actually about something that they do on a very personal intimate level that causes conflict in their personal relationships and so I notice those kinds of behaviors in other people, and I say, "Geez, that's that's causing the problem." Definitely, Tim. Let's yeah. take a quick break. We'll be back in a moment. Hi, it's Dr. Jamie Turndorf here. Are you feeling stressed out or suffering panic attacks, aches and pains, or stiff muscles, low energy, angry outbursts, or disturbed sleep? 
Or are you worried or depressed or feeling hopeless, like the world is coming to an end? Or are you not eating right or exercising or falling into self-damaging or addictive behaviors like binging on junk food, TV, or the internet? Or abusing drugs or alcohol, figuring what's the point? Or maybe work is getting on your last nerve or your relationships are falling apart? If you said yes to any of my questions, you are likely suffering what I call the new global PTSD pandemic stress syndrome triggered by the coronavirus pandemic. Don't despair. My energetic system upgrade is your rescue remedy for the panic epidemic that is plaguing our world. The energetic system upgrade has already changed the lives of some of today's top leaders. Now you can experience your own energetic system upgrade healing transformation. I'm offering a limited number of discounted sessions for my radio listeners. Visit AskDrLove.com forward slash energetic system upgrade. Don't wait. Visit AskDrLove.com forward slash energetic system upgrade. You're listening to Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Janie Turndorf. If you can't stop crying over the bodily loss of a loved one, Dr. Turndorf's number one international bestseller, Love Never Dies, How to Reconnect and Make Peace with the Deceased, shows you how to toss out the tissues and transform your grief into joy using her groundbreaking Dialoguing with the Departed technique that enables you to reconnect and even heal unfinished business with those in spirit. To find out more, visit AskDrLove.com. And now, back to Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Love. I'm Dr. Jamie Turndorf. I'm talking about how to connect when you don't see eye to eye with Oscar and Tim, two people who have made tremendous progress in being able to connect with each other and maintain their deep fondness for each other, despite their great value clashes in several different areas. Tim, I love what you were saying about the idea that people can do things that are provocative in order to engage in an argument through the back door. I call it like pulling the pin on the grenade. You pull the pin and then you step back and watch the bomb explode. People do this kind of operation around all kinds of relationship conflicts and they will get their anger out in this way by pulling the pin, letting it explode on the other person and then getting secondary gain, vicarious satisfaction out of watching someone else screaming and yelling and being furious. And now you've projected your unwanted feelings or your anger into someone else. And pretending as though they didn't do anything. Right. Right. So that's, that's the fear. I, I'll witness this with other people. And even if I might agree with that person, not in, in concept, the way that they acted in that moment, in terms of that interpersonal moment, I don't think was fair. Because so we're really talking in then I'm sorry. Go ahead. Tim. No, that's no, I've just witnessed that many times and uh it's it's something that I that I've seen and that it, it and it's maybe perhaps unawareness of that. Have person. you done that at any point with Oscar? Um there's probably been a couple moments, if I'm being honest. I certainly make an I certainly make an effort to not do that of course but I'm, I'm sure i've done that before i can't think of a time but i i will just say that i probably have done it and then maybe in order to resist doing that kind of provocative behavior you'll become quiet and withdrawn it's like a defense against mm -hmm. doing mm -hmm. it instead of pulling the pin i'll pull myself away 
Right. Yes, I will do that as well. I'd rather not also, um, I don't like, I don't want to do that because I see it as aggressive and I don't want to aggress Oscar in that way. But in a certain sense, I'm also being, if I withdraw from the conversation, uh, it's an act, it's, it's a certain form of acting in uh, and ultimately acting out by withdrawing my love or my words or any kind of interaction I might have with Oscar. Right. Did you want to say something, Oscar? I had the feeling you did. Yes, thank you. That's very important what uh, what you're saying, Tim. Very, very important um, to me because it's sort of what we're doing, you know, maybe at long last, is we're defining, you know how in war and in uh, negotiations and in relationships of all kinds, there's uh, what we call the, the, the rules of engagement. You know, there are the, the mm -hmm. rules about how we engage. And I think you and I, Tim, are defining verbally what the rules of disengagement are. How we how we uh, how we form our restraint and how we form our space for the other person. How we how we uh, restrain ourselves so the other person has some breathing space, and how we do it honestly so that we we don't find ourselves like unconsciously um, using some public narrative, uh, getting into one of the public narratives that people use all the time, um, that have, uh, you know, electric vocabulary, uh, things like, you know, death tax and, uh, you know, stuff like that. Pro-life, death, death tax, um, whatever. Um, I, yeah, I think it's so, um, so difficult um to uh to avoid those um those um uh, hand grenade uh, bombs or those sure. uh, kind of uh, landmines that uh, we put out for each other that uh, we do it unconsciously right we don't even know we're doing it i think it's very difficult to do that but in our relationship i feel that um your rules of disengagement are like mine uh and uh they they make me feel very comfortable you've always made me feel very comfortable being um uh myself uh and and feeling okay with all all all, all the parts of myself so i hope that i could uh, disengage from you <laughs> <laughs> well I, I you know i suspect that actually the the reason why people pull those pins on the grenades is because ultimately they don't feel as though they're being heard. So they do and they do a passive aggressive operation like that and and drop something that's provocative because ultimately they're stuffing just like I might withdraw from our relationship because I feel like I'm not being heard in the sense of um you know about my beliefs or my my stance, my political stance and not being seen and feeling like uh i'm being gaslighted or something like this um but it's ultimately stems from a from a from a sense of being um annihilated or just not heard or not feeling like my words matter so ultimately the way that i actually can kind of bypass that is i connect with you on a intimate level oscar for example um about things i can connect with you on and the things that are really intimate and personal to me um and uh about perhaps how 
Geez, I don't know. Um, Maybe you could give a demonstration rather than be theoretical. Well, you know, it's just in the same way of how we agree on connecting on this level of being uh, loving towards one another. So we agree on that, for example. Yeah. We agree on how to uh, connect in a way that's heartfelt, that's honest, that's truthful, that, um, uh, and I, and you know, in the way that I feel that I feel towards you, um, really is is the demonstration of that honestly i mean uh, i'm trying to think of an example i don't know if but you it is true what you're saying is true because i do remember not that long ago you know when a certain topic would come up and oscar you would start raising your voice and getting really angry you know and you know i have to say and you would then uh, get on a soapbox and start arguing your case right and then i would have to like beat you down and say no no stop this it, it would get very very intense right and is that what you talked about tim um that's what it used to be yes. but that's not what it is you know, right. it's, it's almost inconceivable for anybody listening or watching to believe that this is where you were together just even a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, even before we, when I invited you to come on the show just two weeks ago, Oscar, we had a half hour thing, you know, where you were like almost foaming at the mouth about going into the topic and all your beliefs and me saying to you, I think you're missing the point. We're not going to do that. We're not going to discuss the overt content. It, so you guys have made huge shifts just in a couple of weeks in how yeah. you're dealing with your value conflict. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that is really interesting because actually when I start getting into that place, if I really start getting um, triggered and agitated and kind of, almost, I become like deranged, you know, I almost become not myself and I become someone that actually, when I step back from myself and look at myself, I'm like, I don't, I don't like where I'm going right now. I don't like, I don't like this feeling, this state that I'm putting myself in. And so I'd much rather connect on a level that's heartfelt and um loving and i just ultimately the 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 i don't ever come to an answer on the larger issues i just put them down for a moment and you know, then i calm very, down you know, very stimulating for me to hear that very stimulating it stimulates uh a mem memories that i have uh in my experience in my family um where uh <laughs> where I'm connecting with a family member who is uh, not really present in the conversation. A person's uh, like uh, has a recitation uh, quality to the way they're talking. They're talking about uh, things in terms of politics that where the, the vocabulary they're using, the phrases they're using are, um, you know, either from media or uh, some someone they've heard or whatever, they're saying the thing, you know, like uh, what Dr. Turner was talking about the thing, but they're saying it in the with the exact correct vocabulary, because you can't say these things wrong, you have to use the right vocabulary, otherwise you're one of the on the other team. And, uh, and real conflict between uh, me and, uh, and various family members who just couldn't be have a couldn't talk about uh, uh anything with me without um immediately falling into this kind of um 
trap of not being present as a person. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel present with you, Tim. Right. Now that we've gotten over this vocabulary stuff. And uh, it was like they were talking from a script or something. That, that synopsis is exactly what I was trying to say. Thank you. That really is helpful. Yeah. See everybody. See how great Tim is. <laughs> <laughs> you both are great. This is, this are. is what this is the charm <laughs> that you have. You know, really good. Well, it's really the charm too because you can see it. Yeah. Yeah. If he can see it, he and it's a shared. Uh, it's a shared understanding. You know, yeah. between people who are, you know, uh, uh, different in, in in other ways, but. Um, I wanted to check in on something because last time where we, you know, I had people ask me, could you have these two guys back? Because it was, there was so much that needed to be said that hadn't been said or resolved. You spoke last time, Oscar, about being afraid that there was something in the back of your mind that made you afraid of Tim because you have an association in your mind that the political beliefs he carries are synonymous with the same kinds of beliefs that led to the Holocaust and that you were afraid of Tim's beliefs and of Tim. So I was wondering, Oscar, how that level of fear has evolved as we've continued these conversations. I'm not exactly sure what you're asking. You're asking me how are you I less came afraid? to those fears? No, are you less afraid? I wanted to know if the fear has lessened. Has it shifted? Is it the same? I, I wanted to check in on the fear feeling. Oh, uh, well, you're reminding me of it now. And uh, um, talking to you, Tim, right now, I wasn't feeling, feeling that. But uh, Dr. Turndorf just brought me into this other area of, of awareness. And it's like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what... You know, uh, it, it, as part of our boundary, Tim, we haven't discussed what our actual beliefs are. So, you know that that's the place I don't want to go with you. I don't want to right, know. So this is I don't want to know if you're uh, if you're like if you're uh, you know one of the people at the uh, Capitol. I don't want to know if you're one of the people who uh, are a white supremacist. I don't want to know if you're a proud boy. I don't want to know those things. I will just okay, want to connect because so I'm afraid, Tim, that if I knew those things, I would have this kind of character that would then make me feel like withdrawing. Like I don't want a white supremacist friend. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I yes. like not. I don't want to even get into it with you. Right. I just so, want to know you as a person. So you're saying that when you stay out of the all right. When you stay out of the overt topic of your political discord, then you bypass the fear that you were feeling when you get too focused on the actual thing, the topic. When you focus on the thing, then you become afraid. Then you feel like pulling away from Tim. That's right. Is that right? right. I don't don't want to get into the thing with with you, Tim. And then when you don't get into the thing, your fear subsides. That's what you're saying? Yeah, it's... um... All right. I, it's I'm a palliative in a way. Guys, let's just take a little break, all right, before we like go a little deeper into this, because the fear is a very important aspect of your value conflict. Let's just take a brief break. We'll be back in a moment.
Hi, it's Dr. Jamie Kerndorf. Did you know only one stress, one accident, or one illness can trigger PTSD? And did you know that all the stress associated with the pandemic has created what I call the new global PTSD pandemic stress syndrome? And don't be so quick to say, I don't have PTSD, because many conditions like depression, anxiety, pain syndrome, sleep disorders, and sexual dysfunctions are PTSD in disguise. And don't be fooled. Even after the pandemic is behind us, your PTSD will not go away by itself. Hope is in sight. In my latest book, If You Think You Don't Have PTSD, Think Again, I share a simple, research-backed, drug-free program for reversing the new global PTSD pandemic stress syndrome, a solution your doctor doesn't likely know about. Read If You Think You Don't Have PTSD, Think Again today and be on the road to recovery right away. If You Think You Don't Have PTSD, Think Again became a number one international bestseller within 24 hours of its publication. Grab your copy on Amazon and find out why you're listening to ask dr love with dr jamie turndorf if your heart is still hurting over the bodily loss of your loved one the reason is simple we're not meant to be separated from those we love and reconnecting is the only way to end the grief but reconnecting and staying connected requires guidance as a gift to her listeners, Dr. Turndorf is offering a limited number of discounted grief relief sessions to help you reestablish your relationship and resolve any unfinished issues. If you're ready to experience the healing and joy of reconnecting, visit AskDrLove.com slash grief relief to schedule your session. But don't wait. Space is limited. Visit AskDrLove.com slash grief relief to find out more. And now back to Dr. Turndorf. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Love. I'm Dr. Jamie Turndorf talking with Oscar and Tim about how they can see eye to eye, even though they're very diverged on their political values. So I was talking with you before about the fear. And is there more for us to say about this? Because the fear is an impediment to your really connecting, isn't it? When the fear comes up, then you naturally have the feeling of running to opposite sides and disengaging from each other. So, yes. so Oscar, well, you were talking before the break about how you managed to not be afraid. Tim, you wanted to say something? Just briefly, just to say that we're both willing to put those fears down or those disagreements down. I think we're mutually agreed on that. And that's, that's what allows us to connect. That's not always the case with people. Some people, you know, if you've got one side of an equation that is not willing to put that down, that can be that can be difficult. Someone can just insist that they have to talk about the thing. The thing. <laughs> and so we're not I love either, the term the thing. The, the it, thing. Well, it could be so many things. I don't. It's like I don't a even want sci-fi muse. Uh, uh, Do you understand the thing? It becomes like a sci-fi horror movie. Yeah, yeah that thing, thing is, is. It's right. the thing. It came out of a saucer and it's going around and turning turning people into pods. Before you know it, they're Nazis. <laughs> yeah, and so that's the you know that's the one benefit I would say between you and me, Chester, uh, Oscar, is that um, that we we have that 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 you have a thing between you, but what what? Well, we have that we have that mutual agreement to do that. That we're not we leave each other's face. We, mm -hmm. we, you know, we keep our hands out of each other's uh, fishbowl. 
You yeah, know, this is, Tim is uh, Tim is his own man, and I respect that. You know, I, there are things I don't want to know because I don't want it to uh, affect my my feelings towards you. And uh, the area that we share is just wonderful. I just really appreciate you as a person. You're terrific. It's it's so it's perceptive. Very, yeah, there's a uh, and that's mutual. I mean, it's a mutual. Uh, it's a mutual love. And so, you know, I can imagine the listeners right now thinking, well, you know, they have all kinds of relationships, well, there's all kinds of relationships, you know? And so I'm almost trying to uh, think of all the different kinds of variables that can happen in relationships. And sometimes, you know, you might have to have an overt agreement to not talk about the thing, you know, whatever it, it is. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, Tim, did you, uh, 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 I, I, this is like the generational thing, but I'm wondering if you ever watched uh, the movie or the television spinoff, The Odd Couple? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I, yes, I, I have, you know, I'm aware of it. I haven't, I don't think I ever actually watched the movie, but. It's like this radio program, uh, Dr. Turndorf's radio program is an audio version, a video, audio vision of modern day, uh, a version of the of the odd couple here. Yeah. Yes. Like, mm -hmm. You know, but, but Tim, you don't Tim, have to wear Tim sneakers. You, packing, you can wear oxfords. It's fine. It doesn't bother me. I mean, and Tim yeah. isn't doing that sinus thing. You know, Tony Randall was always hacking Randall, like right. he had sinus stuff. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> your sinuses sound good today. Right. Right. I keep hearing the theme music in my head. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> yeah, but, but aren't we all odd couples? If you think about it, right. every, each one of us is unique, as unique as a fingerprint or a sunset. There are no two the same fingerprints or two sunsets. Yet somehow we're being called to find a way to build bridges to each other because we are social animals and we need to connect. We need to feel connected. If we are not connected with others, we fall into depression and despair and a sense of horrible isolation. So now more than ever, we need to find that way to build the bridges to each other when our our fingerprints are even more disparate than they ever were. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The North yep. and the South, the uh, Capulets and the and the um, yeah the things the other guys the things that have created the world wars. The destructions mm -hmm. of entire races of people. We're, you know, I'm really so grateful to you two for coming out and giving a demonstration of how everyone in the U.S. and throughout the world needs to operate and interact to save our world from complete destruction. Mm -hmm. Oh, good luck with that. Good yeah, luck really. with that. I'm I don't such think an <laughs> I'm such an idealist. I'm totally with you on that. I would love that to be the tr the case, I, um, but. Um, I think but, Tim and I are pretty unique people. Yes, but guess what? And you our association with you, you has really, really helped it, uh, bring yeah. out that uniqueness and, and yes. nurtured it. Yes, because you guys did not start out this way. You no. both were foaming at the mouth. There was You were really a mirror of what's going on in the world. And when I see how the two of you have evolved, to be able to exemplify what I'm talking about. We don't get into the thing. We are connecting. We are not rupturing our relationship, our world, our universe. You two can do it. Everyone watching and listening can do it. We, You two are the pebble in the proverbial pond. 
helping us create world peace and harmony one relationship at a time. It just creates that invisible string that vibrates throughout the world when you can yep. do what Oscar and Tim do. You know, uh, yeah. And I think that the, um, that your mission, you know, the everything, all your books, the many, many books you've written and the articles and, and uh, this kind of, uh, you know, a, a broadcast here, this therapeutic mission is really, to me, it's like something I, I, I do respect it, and uh, I, I love it because it, it's, um, to me, it feels like it's more than a, um, a, a treatment of just two people, uh, two people who are friends. It, it feels more like a global mission. Yes. And, and it kind of relates to what you were saying before. I don't know how you, if you agree, Tim, um, it, it feels like this is what the world needs. Yes. Yeah. We should sing a song at this point. All you, need is, you know, it's so funny because I don't know if you guys know this. Wait, but I, maybe Tim I, wanted to respond. Hold on. Hold on. Did, Tim, go did ahead. You want to well, I wanted to just say that, um, yes, and I agree completely. And putting the fear down, you know, that's really it. That's it's putting the fear down, you know, and I've had my fears of what if you don't believe that I have a right to not take this injection or something like this? And what if you think I shouldn't or what, you know, as soon as I start getting off on that panic, panicking, uh, thinking and that feeling, and it just takes hold of me, if I run with that, it, it I, I'm, it's all over. So Good. I hope we can same, talk about that. Fear same, too because same thing with, you know, you were saying when you get into that fear place. So putting the fear down, you know, is is definitely with your loved ones or, you know, in any kind of intimate relationship. Once you put the fear down and you can put that just aside, you don't have to let it go, but just put it aside for a moment. Well, yes, Tim, you're talking about duality, right? That we have to develop the psychic muscle to hold conflicting thoughts and feelings mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. Be able to live in the gray zone, not the black or the white. You're good or you're bad. And you two are my inspirations mm -hmm. for Thank doing you. just that. And I am so thankful again that you came on the show. I can't believe we're coming to the end. It's like literally the time to say good night, but to be continued. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, so, you much. so much. Thank you. So, so, Thank so good you to guys. see you, Tim. You too, right. guys. See you next you, time. Okay. See you next on, time. On Ask Dr. Love. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf. Sign up for Dr. Jamie's newsletter at AskDrLove.com and receive her meditation audio that will guide you to open your heart and chill out during these stressful times.